Diet and lifestyle is huge. And what they what they found is that almost 80% of the women who have breast cancer have no previous fami familial history of breast cancer. Welcome to the What Up Doc University podcast, your number one resource for total body wellness. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. Hey, thanks for tuning back in. This is Dr. Mike at What Up Doc University podcast. It's been a while since I jumped on and uh, and spoke to you guys. So I wanted to do this before we got into today's episode. And I wanted to talk about what's been going on in my life, uh, kind of get a little, give, give you a little inside personal look at what's been going on. So we just finished up the season, baseball season for my two sons uh, my middle son, they pulled it off. They pulled it off, and I, uh, they, they came in first place for their division, and that was pretty awesome to see them work from the beginning of the season and then pull off the first place for their division in, in their baseball uh, league. My oldest son, uh, they made it all the way to the championship game, came up one game, one one game short, uh, or one win short, I, sh I should say, in the last game. It was an amazing season for them. Uh, I mean, they they just fought their way back up and uh, made it to the upper division in in the playoffs. Made it all the way to the championship game, which, you know, in honesty, we we really didn't think that they were going to make it to the championship game, but somehow they pulled together and they made it to the championship game, um, and they played well. So proud of those boys to see how much they developed over the course of the season. And uh, and how much they improved. Uh, we had some great guests. We had, uh, if you guys have listened to episode twenty six, uh, episode twenty six, we had Sean Stevenson talking about sleep and how uh, how you need sleep and some of the. He gave us three tips on some of the ways to get better sleep. Go out and get his book, Sleep Smarter. There's like twenty one different techniques and different ways that you can get better sleep and and knowing. How important sleep is to your health. Why we, he calls it vitamin S. And then on uh, episode twenty-seven, we had Dr. Lori Shimmick talking about emotional eating. Great episode. I've been getting so much great reviews um, on that episode. So if you haven't tuned into that episode, go back to episode twenty-seven on emotional eating with Dr. Lori. We even heard a testimonial podcast. Um, uh, a good friend, Kristen Sullivan, talking about her journey back from. Uh, irritable bowel syndrome and chronic fatigue and and uh, it was just such a great episode because you get to hear her side of the story on what she went through and all the things that she did to get back her health and I know a lot of you guys who are listening to this podcast can relate to that so go back and listen to that episode 28 uh, episode 29 was such a fun episode to do that was such a fun interview with Dr. Romy she's such a knowledgeable person in, in the realm of mind body medicine and, and I, I call her and like she was saying you know carrying on the torch of, of Deepak Chopra she's she's a our modern day Deepak Chopra she's so knowledgeable about the neurology and, and and all of that that surrounds that take a listen to that um, and then and then this past episode that we talked about reversing ni diabetes naturally some of the steps that I use in practice to help people out to get their diabetes back into control so that they can be, begin living the life that they want. 
Now, probably at this time that you guys are listening to this, I I, I got back from the Dominican Republic, went out to the Dominican Republic to get some R&R for a week. And one of the reasons why I take frequent vacations was one of my patients really advised me that taking some personal care days or personal care weeks or, or personal care months really is important, especially in the line of work that that I do and needing to have that clear mindset and needing to be at the top of my game, both mind, body, uh, and also spirit as well. And to be in that that place, I, I can't be always being inundated in the office. I need to take that time away. So going to places and in and seeing the rest of the world, like the Dominican Republic, is something that really fuels me and um, and gets me back. And uh, during this time, I'm actually working on a couple projects, um, working on a couple uh, courses and products, digital products, digital information products that a lot of you guys requested that I make. So I've been working on that, working tirelessly, um, putting these things together. And we got a bunch of our uh, What Up Doc University VIP insiders that are giving feedback and going through the courses right now and taking a look at it. And then when it's available, you guys will know. I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast. Uh, it'll probably done be a, done uh, um, the, the promotional part. I'll, I'll do it probably via webinar. I'm still trying to figure out which way I'm going to go. Uh, so it may be just like a webinar and then you guys will be able to see what we have to offer. And then the courses in and of itself will be a self-paced course where you guys can learn about the topics that I'll be releasing. So we got that in the works. Um, But let me transition a little bit um, to today's episode. Today's episode, I, I, this is one that really hits close to home for me because I have a lot of friends, family members who have gone through um, breast cancer. And that's what today's episode is about, is about breast cancer and, and some of the things that I see in practice on, on been able to help some patients, uh, some patients we haven't been able to help. Um, but, you know, uh, these are the things that we do in our office and some of the things that I found to be effective. So we're going to be talking about um, how how hormones interplay uh, and play a big role in, in breast cancer. So this is dedicated to my friends and family that have gone through, have survived uh, breast cancer. And if you're going through that right now, go through the fight. You know, it, 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 it's, I, I know it's a difficult time, um, but you'll make it. You know, keep, keep that head up and keep, keep looking forward. Um, listen to what we have here on the episode. And uh, with that, we'll take you to the episode. Tonight we're talking about how hormones affect the incidences of breast cancer and uh, the seriousness of this. And one thing I have to say about breast cancer is that we think that it's just about women. And we think that it's just affecting women. And the, the stats are showing otherwise. The stats are showing that it's affecting men as well. Now, it's affecting men on a lesser number, um, but it's also affecting men uh, because their moms, wives, sisters, cousins are, are being affected. And, and we're seeing the effect of what this is having upon our society. And tonight we wanted to just do a discussion about about this. Um, your uncle died of breast cancer years ago. Yeah, this, it's not, 
it's not just isolated to women, guys. Yeah, grandparents. This is something that's affecting all of us. And and what we're talking about tonight on the discussion, we're going to be talking about why, and then what can we do about this, right? And by no means is this periscope going to be all inclusive, because this is a topic that people spend their entire lives on. There, there's entire branches of medicine dedicated towards just breast cancer. Uh, and th this is something that's, uh, we don't have a definitive answer. And, and the reason being is because we're dealing with biochemical individuality. So what works for one person may not work for another person. Okay, so with that said, what I want to do is kind of give you guys an overview of what we're dealing with and how it's affecting um, our body. So now kind of jumping off of where, where we were talking about last week and how how toxins play such a huge role in this, okay? So let me list off some of the factors. If you guys are ready for this, type in yes. If you guys are ready, you guys got some, got a pen and paper, because I'm going to give you guys a whole bunch of information. I'm going to tell you guys some of the risk factors, some of the things that's going on biochemically, and then uh, some of the lab testing that, that I recommend, and then some of the nutritional aspects for, for breast cancer specifically, okay? Right on. All right, let's get started. So here's some of the risk factors. Early menses, so get, uh, getting your period at an earlier age. And nowadays, we're seeing girls getting, getting their period um, and, and starting puberty at age, ages like six or seven. Okay? And there's a whole reason for that. Okay. So that's risk factor number one. Number two is having a late menopause. Yeah. Isn't that more common these days? That that can't be normal, yeah. And then there's a reason for that, which is going to freak you out. Okay, it's freaked me out when I when I first heard about this. Uh, my sister just had two lumps biopsy today. Oh my, yeah. I'm gonna give you guys give you guys some uh, some alternative tests that you guys can run to to see um, if it, what's going on in your body. So early menses, late menopause. Number three is being overweight, obese. Okay, these are kind of pretty obvious. Number four is the long-term uses of birth control, uh, synthetic birth control. Long-term use of hormone replacement therapy. Uh, other ones is having few children and having children later on in life. And, you know, I, I looked at this and I kind of, it, there's a part of me that laughed and there's a part of me that was like, okay, some of these are pretty obvious, you know, being overweight and having... Uh, and, and the reasons why you know you um, why a, a risk factor of early menses, late menopause is because you're being exposed to more I, um, estrogen in your body. Uh, iodine for breast lumps can this rebalance thyroid? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Iodine is one of the biggest things to rebalance your thyroid, and the thyroid has a huge effect upon the hormonal aspect, especially estrogen and progesterone. Long-term birth control; th those are pretty obvious. But the ones I laughed about was like having few children and having children later on in life. Um, and, and, but then, then it made all sense for me, you know, having few children, yeah, because, you know, you're not, you're, you're having too much uh, estrogen in your body. And that's one of the biggest things behind breast cancer is, is estrogen dominance and having children later on in life. Uh, and the research is showing anywhere between ages 33 to 40. Those were the determining ages for increases and, and 
for increased risk factor for breast cancer. Now, when we look at breast cancer, we're looking at, at basically an estrogen-dominant body, an estrogen-dominant in, in, in your hormonal cycle. So when we look at how, um, I didn't lay this out for you guys, but if we look at how hormones are, are created, it all starts with cholesterol, then it converts down to another hormone, eventually making um, progesterone which then turns into your other hormones like aldosterone, cortisol, um, DHEA, and ultimately ending up as estrogen. Now, estrogen is, is, a, is a hormone that basically what it'll do is it'll increase cellular activity or increase cellular growth. And that's why it's so, it has such an issue of, with cancer is because cancer is when cells are increasing in in division very very rapidly going 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 and it doesn't stop in uh, in differentiation so that's the issue with with cancers now there's with estrogen I should say in breast cancer now there's a hormone an enzyme that creates the hormone estrogen which which metabolizes uh, one hormone to the next okay so there's a hormone that that if a lot of you who've been uh, exposed or have family members who have been you know, stricken with breast cancer, you guys are very familiar with this one enzyme called aromatase. And what aromatase does is it takes the precursors of estrogen and turns it into estrogen. Okay? So there are things, with an, with an enzyme, there are things that increase enzyme activity and there are things that decrease enzyme activity. And now for breast cancers, we're more concerned about decreasing this enzyme, the enzymatic activity. So there are all these drugs that focus on uh, inhibiting the enzyme. They're called aromatase inhibitors. Okay, so these drugs, the whole goal is to basically inhibit or stop this enzyme from happening. But there are ways that you can kind of control this naturally to prevent this from happening and 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 also help so you don't have to be on these drugs um, and that's that's the whole goal okay so these are the things that actually decrease the aromatase uh, enzyme one is a diet that consists high of flavonoids so basically just eating fruits and vegetables that are high colored right so these are the ones that the greens the yellows the purples um, why do aromatase inhibitors work temporarily? Well, it's because nature finds a way. Not to sound like uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm from, from Jurassic Park, but nature finds its way. You know, the enzymes do not want to be inhibited uh, artificially. Right? The, the, your, body, your body always responds to something, so the body is always adapting. So these enzymes will find a way to adapt. So if there's, and you have to ask, wait, if the enzymes are finding in a way to adapt, if you're putting in a medication that's going to inhibit it, why does the body find a way to adapt to, um, to making more of this or increasing the enzy enzymatic activity? Shout out to chaos theory. Absolutely. Sidetracking from what I'm talking about, I had, a, I had a classmate when I was in college who came up to me and she said that she solved chaos theory and it blew my mind because... I'm like that, that. That seems so, so far fetched. How do you solve chaos theory? And then, um, then she pointed me back to the whole Jurassic Park thing, that there is order in chaos. And and if you look at it, that's how our bodies are are 
are made. We, we see this chaotic thing going on, but there is some order to it. So when we looked at the aromatase enzyme, that's a big, like a, a, a big factor there of chaos theory. So if you look at the body, if you're trying to inhibit something that's already happening, you, have, you gotta go back and ask, why is this enzyme so active, okay? So if the body's increasing aromatase activity, you have to ask why, okay? But let me go back, what'll decrease the enzyme activity? Well, we started with flavonoids from your diet, phytoestrogens, uh, OPCs, the, basically, all of these things are, are they're antioxidants, and, and it comes from your diet, and it's come from, coming from eating a diet that's primarily plant-based. So, 80% uh, plant-based at minimum, and 20% animal-based, okay? Now, now we got to look at, OPCs come from uh, grapeseed extract, by the way. It's a very, very long word. I don't want to pronounce. Uh, OPCs co comes from grapeseed extract. Now, you got to go back and ask, remember I asked the question, what, why is the body increasing aromatase activity? Well, here's, what, here's why. Because the body has, it, it is looking at a, a, a dysfunction or an imbalance. One, a zinc deficiency. Number two is chronic inflammation. Okay. Number three is hyperinsulinemia or imbalance in your blood sugar. So hyperinsulinemia, where the body has too much insulin because of diet, uh, diet and refined carbohydrates. Okay? So uh, the, the next one is increasing in cortisol. That's due to stress. And then the next one is increased adipose tissue in the abdominal region. These are all factors that increase the aromatase enzyme. So if you put in... Uh, uh, if you put in something that'll inhibit the enzyme, but you don't take care of the things that is stimulating the enzyme, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna get it back into balance. How do you know if you need zinc? There are actually tests that you can run for zinc in and of itself. Um, there are salivary tests that you can you can run for zinc. Hyperglycemia, or it's hyperinsulinemia, which is which is. Um, hyperglycemia and hypoglycemia at the same uh, going on this roller coaster so basically metabolic syndrome so let me let me talk a little bit about estrogen okay so estrogen has three different forms there's uh, one's called estrone the next one is estradiol and then the, the last one is estriol so basically the your body makes these these three different forms of estrogen and its whole job is to create cell proliferation so at the beginning of, of the menstrual cycle, its whole job is to build up that uterine wall lining. Now, if there's no baby, there's no, there's no pregnancy, what will happen is that uterine line will slough off. And this is called menstruation, right? Now, if you look at that, right, the whole reason, remember I said the whole reason why estrogen plays such a, a critical role in cancers and it's not not just breast cancer, by the way. Almost uh, a lot of these cancers are estrogen related, is because the cells proliferate. Now, there's a whole other balance to that, which we talked about earlier with progesterone, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So the body makes estrogen, and the thing about estrogen is it has to be metabolized by the liver. We talked about the importance of detoxification and the importance of having a healthy liver, and 
it'll it'll metabolize these three different estrogens into three other estrogens. Okay, so there's these are uh, there's the first one is 2-hydroxy estrogen or 2-OH estrogen or estrone I should say, and then 16-hydroxy estrone, 4-hydroxy estrone. Now out of these three you want the body to make more of the 2-hydroxyestrone. But sometimes what happens is that the body will metabolize the estrogen into 16 and 4-hydroxyestrones. These are the ones that will proliferate and cause cancer. These are the carcinogenic ones. Now, what, sometimes what happens is that Genetically, you may not have the enzymes to metabolize estrogen into its in, into the form that's non-carcinogenic, the 2-hydroxyestrone. That's what you want. There's actually tests that you can run to see the ratio between 2-hydroxy and 16-hydroxyestrone. That's one of the tests that I do recommend uh, women get. Okay. Now there was there was a study that was done. I want to say if, uh, a couple decades ago, if not one decade ago, that was called the Women's Health Initiative Study. You guys can go and look it up. And what they did was they took this cohort of over 100,000 uh, women. I think they were nurses. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I can't recall the exact, the exact uh, numbers or exact study. But what happened in this study was they wanted to look at the effects of hormone replacement therapy on women. And they actually had to stop the, 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 the study almost midway through. Okay. Doctor gives you drugs. Doctor gives you for cancer altered testing. Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. So they, they, were, they were doing this study and they had to stop the study because the, the hormone replacement therapy was actually causing cancers in the women. So one of the things that they learned was that these synthetic hormones that they were giving women, primarily um, they were using what's called progestins. These are synthetic forms of progesterone. It was inducing cancer in women and then other uh, estrogen, uh, synthetic estrogens. And uh, one of them was Premarin, which is pregnant mare's urine. You, want, you guys want to take pregnant mare's urine? Pr pretty crazy. So... Here's what affects the metabolism of estrogen into its non-carcinogenic form. Okay? The first one we talked about was genes. Right? If you don't have the proper gen genetics, then you're not going to metabolize it properly. Now, this only accounts for about 10 to 15% of the issue here. The other 85% lies in diet and lifestyle and environment. Okay? Diet and lifestyle is huge. And what they, what they found is that almost 80% of the women who have breast cancer have no previous fami familial history of breast cancer because it's all being you know, attributed to diet and lifestyle. And, and the diet and lifestyle is pretty obvious. I mean, the majority of the women contracting uh, breast cancers are, is being due to some type of carcinogenic compounds that they're voluntarily intaking and this goes for males as well um, but here's the other thing is that they found that even though you are doing certain things with diet and lifestyle that you're still susceptible to these cancers and the reason being 
is because of these carcinogens we're being exposed to. Remember I talked about last week, xenoestrogens. Let me read you guys something here. that it, This, this kind of blew my mind. Uh, where is the study? Let me pull up this study. Ugh, this was this was a study that was published in this um, in Science News, March twenty first, nineteen ninety eight, and it's called "Drugged Waters." Does it matter that pharmaceuticals are turning up in water supplies? Ugh. It says we discovered that estrogens passed on in human waste are not being removed by sewage water treatment plants. So basically, what's happening is that we are having more women that are taking these hormone replacement therapies, and it, it's being given off into the um, into the water supply. What is the safest way to treat premature ovarian failure or menopause? Ooh, yeah, we're going to get to that very shortly, and it's and it's and it's a lot more simple than we think. Okay, so we have all of these uh, hormone replacement therapies going into our water supply and we're not aware of this. So we can have a, di a diet and lifestyle that's very clean, but if we're not filtering out the water that we're being exposed to, yeah, exactly, the water supply not being filtered out, it's affecting our bodies from the water that we're drinking, but more so the water that we're bathing with, right? And that's why the one thing that, that I always recommend for patients is filtering out their water somehow uh, to get out these... Uh, these synthetic uh, hormones in, in the water supply. It's pretty crazy. I said, according to Dr. Raymond Pete, environmental carcinogens, phenolics, uh, aromatic hydrocarbons, chlorinated hydrocarbons, PCBs. Uh, do you have a recommendation of fil Yes. So if you, guys, if you guys go to the blog, there's a resource section. So if you go to whatupdocuniversity.com and you go whatupdocuniversity.com forward slash um, resources, you'll see a, a water filter that you that I recommend for your showers. It's very very inexpensive, okay? Very very inexpensive. It's like thirty bucks. Uh, it's by Culligan, and that's one of the most inexpensive ones that I've found. That's still you get the best bang for your buck with that. That's what we use in our house, and it, it cleans out the majority of the stuff that you know you're you're being exposed to. Okay. Getting back to this one, phenolics, aromatic hydrocarbons, chlorinated hydrocarbons, basically all the crap in the environment is we're being exposed to and it's causing carcinogenic actions in our bodies. Okay. So I wanted to get you guys to the lab testing. Okay. So some of the common lab testing that we're, that we're familiar with is, is the CA, CA125. Um, whole home systems, there's a whole myriad of those, uh, but... No, not $30 a month. It's, uh, I think the cartridge lasts, depending upon the quality of your water, for about six to eight months. The cartridge is only like 14 bucks or something like that. Okay. Uh, whole house water systems, uh, there's a whole myriad of them. I, I, I like Dana water systems. Dana water systems makes really good uh, water filtration systems. So lab, t lab tests, CA125 is the one that most people are familiar with, but there is one that... That's a little bit more sensitive. Uh, it's a little bit more controversial whenever you talk to an oncologist because they're saying, well, it's, it's too sensitive. And in, this is the funny thing. They're saying that it's too sensitive and it's bringing about a lot of false positives. And th this one test will actually, will actually give you a positive reading 
years in advance. So even if, even if there's just a little bit of cancer cells forming, it'll show positive, okay? And it's because we're measuring the immune system, we're not necessarily measuring the cancer developing itself. So it's kind of like knowing that your house is burning even before, it's, even before the match is even lit. That's how sensitive it is. Okay? And it's a test, and it's very controversial, and a lot of oncologists um, don't agree with this, but I say, why not err on the side of caution, right? Why, if you know that you have higher levels of this one marker, then why not take the steps to prevent? That's my opinion, okay? So it's this test called the AMAS. It's the Anti-Malignant Antibody and Serum. Okay, and you can get this. Um, uh, I'll, put a, I'll make a blog post out on this, but it's developed by a lab called Oncolab. O-N-C-O Lab, Oncolab. And it, the test is really inexpensive. It's like 135, 150 bucks or something like that. And it's a really, really sensitive test. That's what a lot of, um, a lot of uh, alternative medicine doctors really look at for prevention. Okay. And then there's another test that I run in my office called the Essentials Estrogen Test. It's by Genova Diagnostics. This, this will measure the different ratios between the estrogens. Remember, we talked about the 2-hydroxy and the 16-hydroxy. Everyone has some natural cancer cells. Absolutely. Um, not necessarily t detecting those. These are specific towards a certain type of estrogen, estrogenic-caused uh, uh, malignancy. Okay. And then there's a, this basic salivary hormone panel that we talked about the other day. This guy right there. Running this salivary hormone panel will show you the estrogen to progesterone ratio. Now, one of the things that they found was that anytime you have these markers that are showing up, it's because you have a relatively estrogen-dominant system. And what they've also shown is that women going through breast cancers, one of the biggest things that they can do is get more progesterone in your body. And there's a biochemical reason for this. Okay? Remember I told you, estrogen makes the cells proliferate, makes the cells grow more and more and more. Progesterone helps the cells to mature, okay? And that's the one thing you want with cancers is you want the cancer to stop growing, you want it to mature. And, and that may sound counterintuitive, but cancer is basically an over-proliferation of cells that just keeps growing rapidly. When you mature a cell, it stops growing. It starts, it basically just stays in one place. So rather than all these cells going rapidly, it just stops right in its track and it starts to just be what it's supposed to be. That's how cells work. So what progesterone does is it stops the proliferation and it starts the, the cell to grow. That's what you want it to do. So supplementing with topical progesterone is one of the best things that you can do. But there are other studies that have shown that you can actually reverse these cancer cells from growing by using melatonin and this was this this one surprised me a lot and what they they and this was studied in the lab and they showed that when they gave these these mice uh, melatonin that the cancer cells actually started to reverse okay how, how do you know if you need progesterone cream if you have breast cancer you got to do the you got to do the salivary hormone panel and we got to see where your levels are at and then most women will do good with somewhere between 40 to 80 milligrams um, per day of progesterone. 
Hey, progesterone would protect your body from that. Melatonins, first one that I recommend. Second one is indole 3 carbonyl indole 3 carbonyl which is commonly found in your cruciferous vegetables, eating a lot of broccoli, kale, all, all that kind of, uh, the dark green leafy vegetables has a lot of indole 3 carbonyl a B-complex, vitamin B6, B12, folate, uh, trimethylglycine, really, really good ones for um, to reverse all of that oxidative damage. Rosemary, okay, rosemary is a really good one. Broccoli and kale, yum, yeah, um, I'm actually going to, Put together a video that will show you guys how to how to prepare kale. There's a special way you got to prepare kale to make it not taste so tart and. Ew. Can you can you both use the cream and the melatonin? Absolutely. And then the last last two I recommend is rosemary and turmeric, just to kind of control that inflammation um, in your body. So here's 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 one of the surprising things that I found. Here's, here's a study that they did, and they said um, one of estrogen's relatively normal effects is to shift the metabolism toward the production of more lactic acid. Okay, Lactic acid in your blood displaces carbon dioxide with many harmful, harmful consequences. Carbon dioxide is, in effect, our basic protection against free radical damage. So basically what they're saying is that when you produce too much lactic acid, you're changing the body's pH levels. So the first place to start is always balancing out the pH levels. Does Yoli have melatonin? Absolutely. It's in a product called Dream. Okay. So what do you guys got to do? One, you got to detoxify. You got to get rid of all of the all the chemicals in your environment. Oh, here's a big one for women. Two big ones, actually. Look at your cosmetics. Make sure you're not putting toxins on your skin or into your body voluntarily through your cosmetics. Make sure you don't have phthalates and dioxins and all PCBs, all that kind of stuff. Make sure you're, you're, you're getting that out of your whatever your, uh, we call those cos cosmetic bags, okay? Start there. Second one, you gotta get a water filter. Filter out the waters because you're absorbing all the uh, hormones in, in the water supplies that's not being filtered out by the water sewage companies, okay? Okay. After you start doing that, you've got to do a detoxification program to get rid of the toxins in your body. Remember, the toxins are stored within the fatty tissues. Breast tissue is a fatty tissue. Okay. That's, that's a big, big part. So we gotta got to get rid of the stored toxins. One of the best ways to get rid of the stored toxins in your system is by using the infrared sauna. So if you guys have access to an infrared sauna, use it. So we use in my office all the time, infrared saunas. Hey, I can't afford makeup. Husband said, you no need. Hey, you know what? That's Your husband loves you. Absolutely. No need makeup and no need toxins. Yeah, you know, I say there's no need for makeup because a lot of them just put toxins into your body. And you know what? At the end of the day, you're better off keeping your body well than you know using makeup um, and then making sure that your diet and lifestyle is clean make sure you're drinking enough water making sure you're drinking enough clean water and then if you if if you need help you know with measuring your hormones and all that kind of stuff you know call my office 
give me a call and then I can work with you with your hormones and uh, get the get the test test kits out to you and then recommend a, a program. But if you do this stuff on your own, you, you know, you're, you you can pretty much do this stuff on your own. But if you need help, give me a call. Uh, you guys know my you guys know where my website is at. You guys can find me. Uh, but if you don't have my number, office number is 949-679-7676, 949-679-7676. That's my office number. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say about, you know, breast cancers and hormones and all that kind of stuff. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if this is the first time that you're listening to us, welcome. I forgot to do that in the intro, but welcome. Um Please subscribe if you feel this is of value. Subscribe to our, our podcast. If you are on an iPhone, go to whatupdocuniversity.com forward slash iTunes. If you are on an Android, go to whatupdocuniversity.com forward slash Stitcher. And if you found this episode and the past episodes, if you found this of value, please help us out and leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that gives us a little bit more exposure so that we can carry out our mission to help transform the lives of millions and millions of people worldwide who are looking for this information, who is looking for that other answer. So with that said, till next episode, be well and aloha. 